Let's be radically honest. The reason you decided to become an entrepreneur wasn't to put yourself last and sacrifice your health and well-being. You were looking for freedom. Imagine if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working any harder. Imagine if stress and overwhelm were a thing of the past. What if the way forward isn't about a brand new approach and all you need is a mindset shift instead? Business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of the underlying beliefs that are holding you back so you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, hello, and welcome. Whether you're listening to this live or you're joining me afterwards, I'm so excited that you decided to be here with me. Today's topic is um, talking about your story and are you reliving an story, re-experiencing a story? Are you living in your story or living on your story? But really, the um, the meat uh, of the show today is how sometimes our past experiences we can hang on to those as stories and how it affects us in our present moment and uh, also how it affects on how we create, what we create, and then what comes into manifestation. Now, I don't believe in coincidences. And so it's really funny because earlier, Karen Leslie, who has a show here on Inspired Choices Network, uh, her show is uh, called uh, uh, Kindness with Karen, Kindness with Karen. And she also is talking about stories. I think there might be a theme happening, um, you know, out there. And her and I just discovered today that we were talking uh, that our that our subject uh, was similar. And Karen and I uh, work together as well. And so it's interesting for me that, you know, both of us are doing this. And I also know how amazing she is. And it will be very different, right? Uh, the content will be very different, but and I encourage you to go and check out Karen's podcast. It would be fantastic. And so, by the way, I'll introduce myself. My name is Ranshaw Van Bryce, and I'm intuitive business coach. I am a sacred commerce coach, and I am uh, very excited to be here with you. Uh, often the show, if not always, the show is about different types or different kinds of success. And really my intention, my mission here is to help you redefine what success could possibly mean for you. you know, when I was growing up, success meant good grades. And I was an average student. Uh, it meant uh, making lots of money. It meant uh, being happy. It meant, uh, you know, being healthy. It meant uh, making lots of sacrifices so that I could be achievement oriented. And it had a lot of different meaning to it, a lot of stories attached to it. And that journey of trying to be successful and striving for and hunting for, you know, um, for that success led me to burnout, led me to a poor relationship with my former husband, notice I said former, uh, led me to sacrifices that I made to my health and led me to really striving for perfection. Uh, I was in a very much approving energy when I uh, was in that space. I had the um, opportunity to own eight Curves for Women fitness franchises. I did that from 2000 to 2010. And in that time, 
that striving energy that I need to prove the, my value I was in a partnership with my mom and dad at the time. So trying to prove my value to my parents and uh, not that they ever asked me to prove my value to them. But that was a story that I bought into conditioning and limitations that I bought into at a very, very young age. And in fact, it was not something that my parents did with purpose or on purpose, but they had an event in their life when they were younger and it led them to behave and act a certain way. And when I came along, I'm empathic in nature. I'm extremely intuitive. And so I picked up on their challenges, their pain, their wounds, and I accepted those as my own. This is the condition that we talk about when we talk in the human design world or Gene Keys world. I took this conditioning as my own and I made a statement, uh, I created a belief that there was something horribly wrong with me. And uh, and then there was enough evidence for me in that belief that after that, at a very young age, I started to feel like I needed to prove myself. And so perhaps maybe you've had that same story. And that's why it's tying into the story that, you know, belief is just a decision with evidence. A belief is a choice uh, with enough evidence then to support the said belief. And I had tons of evidence to support that I wasn't enough, that I didn't hold value, that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't lovable enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't athletic enough. I mean, you could insert, I was blank, not enough. And that was the story that I held on to for so many years. And that had a, had a huge consequence to me. Uh, an example would be, I'm not great with money. And I believed that. And that you know, was, uh, was a belief that my mom had. You know, my mom behaves a certain way with money. She has a different relationship than I do with money. And her thoughts were that I wasn't good with money. And her, and it was not, not that that's true or untrue. That's not relevant, but that was her, her influence on me. She's my mom. And so it's like, I'm not good enough with money. I'm not good with money. And then me, the little girl put an, I'm not good enough with money. And so that led me to always having more than one job to prove that I that I was good with money, that I had value. My parents valued hard work. So not ever did I have just one job. Uh, I had one job when I was in high school. I worked at my parents' hotel and I went to school full time. And then I went into university and I didn't have a job for my first, I think, four or five months, maybe six months of university. And then I ran out of money, right, spending money, which was evidence that I wasn't good with money, evidence that I wasn't good enough. So I went and found a job at Tim Hortons. In uh, So I live in, in Canada at Tim Hortons. I worked nights. So I, my shift was from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then I would go to school 
in the morning or early afternoon, go home and sleep for four or five hours. And I didn't work full time, go back to work, rinse and repeat. And then I flunked out of university. Hmm. I wonder why. But that was evidence in my story of how I wasn't smart enough. So do you see what happens is we have a belief. So we make a decision or that or the belief is passed on to us. We accept the belief. We see the evidence of that belief. And then we perpetuate that story in our life. And so we have different different stories. So the story, of course, I'm not good with money and I'm not smart enough. You, you know, I perpetuated in um, in in university. Right. I'm not good at picking out boyfriends. I'm not good with men. Um, I, so, you know, I dated uh, a drug dealer in high school, didn't do drugs, dated a drug dealer and, you know, dated someone who was eight years older than myself. I uh, had tons of evidence that there must be something horribly wrong with me because I can't get any boys in high school to date me. That must mean I'm not pretty enough. Can you relate? Can you can you look back on your story, not in it? So it's not meant to re, re injure you or hurt your heart or have you feel nauseated or any of the things that can happen. But can you look at some of your life and go, wow, that's how my story you know, uh, perpetuated itself and gave me enough evidence to show me the belief that I, the, the decision that I made. And so there's tons of evidence, right? On top of that, so we have a belief, whether, and it's passed on to us or it's, we we see, we accept the belief, we make a decision, we accept the belief because up until the age of seven, we're just sponges, Right. And everything that we're told or taught by our our parents, our grandparents, you know, significant people in our life, we accept as truth. We accept as truth. Right. And so we then take that and we create, then we manifest the evidence to support it. From a scientific perspective, what we can share is that there's pockets of energy in the quantum field and it's waves, like waves of energy in the quantum. And the quantum returns turns formless substance into form by the filter and by the stories, by the beliefs, by the affirmations, by the by the things that we say and feel and do, sends that out to the quantum and creates the story. So between the quantum field and our experiences is a filter, right? It's not linear, but there's a filter. And the filter is your beliefs, is your conditioning is uh, your story. And so it has to pass through this. So we can send out to the universe the affirmations, I am brilliant, I am enough, I am amazing, I am successful, I am, those are really powerful. And what you also need to listen to is the yabbats behind, because the yabbats after that, the feeling of the yabbat is the filter. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not great with money. Yeah, but I'm not so pretty. Yeah, but, you know, and then the evidence. So from a scientific perspective, we can change, we can take the affirmation and we can provide new evidence of the new belief, of the of an affirmation of the new belief. So that's one way we can do that. However, the, the thing that will have the most impact is if we can re 
write the story, rewire the story in our brain. And there's tons of evidence about the significance of that, there's tons of scientific evidence. There's also a lot of different tools that you can use. So in my world, I use things like human design and gene keys. And I can look at my human design profile or the profile of my clients, and I can I can see uh, systematically now what their programming, their conditioning is based on um, based on their profile. And then because I'm intuitive and in human design, I'm a reflector. So I reflect back to people, their patterns. I, I can see the patterns. I'm given messages, you know, from divine to share with my clients about some of the things that are standing in their way. So the stories that we have, right, are the are one of the significant things that are standing in your way. So when I started uh, my time with you, I shared a story about my feelings of not being good enough. And in fact, even deeper than that, there must be something horribly wrong with me. And then all of the evidence. And so I just want to pause here and have you think about one really significant story. So not even the belief yet, but a story, something of your past that you can reflect you can recollect, pardon me, that had a significant impact on you and what message you inadvertently, unconsciously received from the person because it's usually within a relationship, some sort of interaction. And so pause in that. And again, you don't need to re-feel it, but write it down. What would that be for you? Well, what's the what's the incident? So we're going to talk because it's an incident, right? The incident. The incident was da 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 da, right? I felt from that incident, and then write down how you felt, and just do just do bullet points at this time. Come back afterwards and listen to re-listen to this, right? So what at that time you felt what, and the meaning you gave that is what the meaning you gave that right so the meaning that i gave when i was in high school when i was dating someone who was much older than i was the and the meaning right that i gave my interaction at high school was that i wasn't pretty enough for anyone to want to date that i wasn't tiny enough because all my friends were i had two friends were as tall as i was but slim and all my other friends were petite and I'm not petite, right? And so the meaning I gave that was I wasn't enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't slim enough. I wasn't short enough. I wasn't tall enough, blah, blah, blah. And that meaning that I gave that is attached to a belief. So the next question is what belief could that be attached to or what beliefs? Because there's many layers to this, as I'm sure that you can tell, right? Many layers. All right. Uh, Let's go to our first break. Thank you so much for joining me here live or listening to the replay. I certainly appreciate you. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce, and the show is Ignite Your Success. And we're on Inspired Choices Network. And come join us live if you're hanging out, nothing to do. Come Come and hang out in the studio. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. 
what if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. All right, everyone. I slipped my glasses on for those of you who are uh, watching this on TV. Um, I uh, use Oracle cards a lot in my life. I believe in the divine messages that I receive. I, I receive a lot. I'm a channeler. So, my, so I receive tons and tons of messages that show up for me. And one of the ways that I do that is through Oracle cards. And so I'm in the Quan Yin oracle card and the card that we pulled that i pulled just before i joined today was gates of heaven uh and so it's it's beautiful art uh, art attached to it i just want to share this with you it says all beings have an ultimate spiritual destiny of happiness and freedom beloved kuan yin shines tirelessly compassion upon all life to this end yet sometimes attachments lower vibrational beings entities and elementals become frightened of divine love and believe they will do better to hide in human energy fields instead. This blocks progress towards liberation where human beings and lower vibrational beings can pass through the gates of heaven into peace, bliss, and, and homecoming to the spiritual source of all life. Um, what a, a, a beautiful card, right? And the, And don't be frightened of the message that you're receiving from it. You know, we're all vibrational beings and we vibrate at a higher density energy or a lower density energy, including our emotions and our feelings. So one, um, one message that I'm receiving on your behalf is it might not be a lower density, a being like an entity, but it also can be the story. Like your story can hold energy to it, right? Your past, if you're, constantly bringing your past or different roles that you've played in your life you know into your present moment that has an energy to it and so our auric field has that has that stories and so part of the the, the potential you have the possibilities you have in releasing these stories is to actually 
release uh, the denser energy from your auric field, which allows you then to create and manifest the things that you that you desire at a at a deeper level. Right. Uh, we're manifesting all the time. Look at your environment. You manifested that. Uh, it, it comes it comes down to what are you manifesting? And your manifestations are based on, as we're talking earlier uh, in, the, in the first part of the show, is based uh, partially based on the stories that you tell. Right? And the unconsciousness maybe of some of the beliefs that you have that you're not even aware that are there. But as you ask, for divine guidance, you can ask, like, what is the truth in this? What is uh, what is possible in this? Right? You can um, create a relationship with divine. Now, whether you call divine, creator, spirit, divine intelligence, God, Allah, Buddha, uh, or you bring in the other uh, other gods. Whatever works for you is what's most important. And I say that because. I spent most of my life following people and it was like they the, the sense that their way was the only way. And I don't believe that for a second any longer. There's not just one way, right? It's, there's not just one way. There's many ways to live our life of, of freedom, however we define freedom, of success, however we define success. I just know that we're meant to live, you know, a joyful and peaceful and happy and prosperous life. I believe that at um, uh, at the core of my at the core of my being, and so our stories can stop us from living this epic life. We regurgitate them, we relive them sometimes, but along the stories, we, we also have um, roles that we played. Excuse me, I'm just moving some energy, so I might be burping. My apologies, um, but we have we have roles that we've played in our life. And if you hang on to certain roles, they might be playing out in your story in a way that is no longer supportive. And so let me uh, provide you with an example. So two of the roles that I played in uh, in my lifetime, uh, one has been the rebel and the other has been the black sheep. Now the rebel role is different than like the troubled one or the troublemaker role. The rebel role is for me was more of, you know, watching how people were doing things and um, perhaps choosing not, not on purpose, like not consciously, but choosing not that way. Right. So being different from my family. So for me, the rebel and the black sheep kind of went hand in hand. Right. And so when I had those roles, they they supported me when I was younger because I felt like I didn't belong. I felt so different from my family. Uh, there's and it's a joke in my family. There was a time that I actually, you know, came home and said to my parents, I must be adopted right? I'm, I, I, there's no way that I belong to the two of you. And it was, we, we laugh about it. And it was said through pain, because I felt so, um, so not belonging, I felt so alone, right? And so that not belonging, the role that I picked up was, well, I'm the black sheep. So of course, the black sheep doesn't fit in with all the other sheep. 
I'm the rebel. Well, of course, right, the rebel doesn't fit in. My sister, Natasha, she decided to, um, the role that she adopted was the good daughter, right? Like the good one in response to reaction to, but, you know, me, I'm six years older than she is. I left home when I was 16 years old. She was the peace. She's the peacemaker. She's the peacekeeper, right? And so each one of us, each family member picks up a role based on safety and security and then wires that role so from a scientific perspective and like basic science, uh, wires that role into your brain, into a neural pathway. So that was great, you know, when I was younger and I needed to feel like I there was a reason why I didn't belong other than the belief of there must be something horribly wrong with me. That served a purpose. But fast forward, you know, 45, 50 uh, years later, I'm 56. So fast forward years and years later, the role of black sheep isn't always supportive. Because if I keep on telling myself I'm a black sheep, I'm unconsciously saying that I don't belong with these people over here, that there's a sense of not belonging. So that's the story. So if I keep on perpetuating that story, it makes sense then that my my environment, what I create, what I manifest is more of like not belonging, more of not being asked to do things with my family, right? And so, and it's just a story. It's not, it's not the truth. And because it's part of a belief system that I've had up until now, Right. That's part of the rewiring of the brain. Up until now, I've had this belief system. It's it plays it can play out. Right. An example of that would be recently. My daughter Mackenzie shared with me that there uh, she was in a book club with my sister Natasha, my sister Colleen um, and their and their daughters. And they were having a Zoom meeting about these books, these fantasy books that they're going to be reading together. And I um, heard this. And I hid it from my daughter, but I was so hurt. I was so hurt that I wasn't asked to be a part of this book club. And it fed into my belief that there must be something wrong with me, you know, um, and there, um, but more so that I don't belong, that I'm the black sheep, right? I don't belong with my family. And that's why they asked me. The meaning I gave that was that they didn't ask me. Now, one way, because I promised, like, how do you get out of this? One way is to realize that you're making up a meaning. I, I, I realized I was making up a meaning. The meaning I gave it was that I don't belong. They're not interested in, they don't love me. I'm not good enough. And so I paused and thought, well, what other meaning can I give it? And I started to make, and I was like literally making up stories because that's kind of what we do anyhow, right? Perceptions are just stories, right? And so I started making up other stories of why they wouldn't ask me. And I knew that I would have a conversation with my sisters about it when it wasn't a wound, right? So when I was more calm around it. And so I was really calming down and, and realizing that I was making up a meaning. It could be something like completely different that I had no idea 
And I was sharing with Mackenzie a couple of days ago how hurt I was. And she's like, oh, my God, Mom, I'm so sorry. This is my responsibility. They asked me if I should, if I wanted to ask you. And she said, I made the decision that you probably wouldn't, this would not be something that you, you know, you would do. She said, I know that you're busy studying for your master's and your PhD at the same time. I know that you're really busy. You're right driving back and forth between Edmonton and Red Deer. You've been traveling. And I, and I'm sorry, I made the assumption that this wouldn't be a good fit. And so it changed the meaning for it immediately. And then we had this great conversation around maybe sometimes I might want to be asked, you know, to participate in family stuff. And then we start to laugh because, in fact, uh, then, sorry, Mackenzie said to me, well, do you want to come? And I started to laugh and said, no, because I probably didn't make the commitment. So although she was correct, I still wanted to be asked, right? And so then we laughed, right? And that's what can happen is we, we, we make up stories. Like I had this whole meaning around why I wasn't invited to be in this book club, right? And I, and the meaning I gave it was that I don't belong, and that's the black sheep, and oh, woe is me. And then I moved into the role very shortly, very briefly of the victim. Oh, oh woe is me, or the martyr. Woe is me. No one loves me. You know, triggering my I'm uh, not lovable, my abandonment and rejection wounds, right? And so what, again, you're having experiences, and this is great with relationship, you're having an experience with someone that you love, and you're giving it a meaning, and you get triggered, right? You, you react because you have a meaning. He's being disrespectful because blah, 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 right? Uh, he doesn't love me because blah, blah, blah. I must not be important enough because blah, 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 right? She didn't text me back. And so she must not want to be my friend, right? Like all of um, all of those things. And so while we're um, at our next break, think about maybe the last re um, reaction you had with someone that you love and think about that, that situation and what different kind of meaning you could give it. So, all right, we'll be right back. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce. We're here at Inspired Choices Network. And the show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app 
Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, Suzy. We are talking about how the stories that you have played out in your life uh, the stories you tell yourself, how they actually affect your reality, that you, what your experiences. Just before break, we talked about maybe some of the roles that you play and how that you're sending that out into the quantum field. And therefore, you're creating and manifesting the experience of that particular role. And, um, and we talked about giving something meaning. And when you give something a meaning, it will trigger you. It will affect you whether you respond to something or you react to something. And how important it is, is that you're in awareness of what is the meaning that you're giving things. And because that can really affect your serenity, it can affect, you know, how peaceful you are, how joy filled you are. And I just want to, you know, I guess, uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, some of these um, stories that, that you're that you're telling yourself, the stories that you're identifying with your um, with. And this is really important because. When you identify with a certain I amness, a certain story, um, the 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 effect of that uh, can look like for you. Um, hang on, I'm just going to pause. Re, I'm going to reshare something different. There's m- multiple messages coming in at once, and so the the message is a bit scrambled. So I'm just going to pause here for a moment. Okay, thank you. And so um, whatever story you're living on right now or living in, whatever story uh, or identity you're identifying with has a profound effect on your current state of mind and what you are um, manifesting. And so... You know, we identify and label so much of our life because we're wired for safety and security. So we all have, we're all a triune being, right? We have mind, body, and spirit. Our ego, our id, sometimes our I, uh, loves the identification of something, wants the label, right? wants to be able to put things in a box to understand, right? To be able to think things through. And so we have this ongoing, sometimes we'll feel like a battle, um, ongoing, so I'm going to use the word battle, that's the word I'm being given, an ongoing battle between the truth of who we are, which is we're a, a, you know, a divine uh, a fractal energy of divine, of source, right? We are divine. So that's the truth of who we are. And the 
the stories, the limitations, the ego, the id, the I am that we own. And we get so caught up in the in the label of the I amness becomes super important, right? Roles become important. Responsibilities uh, become important. Labels become important. You know, and that's kind of from, from all over. I had an amazing discussion with a group of, of incredible beings the last couple of weeks. And we've been talking about in the world of sales and marketing, and we want to create interest in, you know, in who we are and what we do in order for people to raise their hand and say, yes, I want to work with you. Right. And at the same time, trying to like feel into this new way of being and doing business which is not the hunting and get like the hunt that the chasing after the pursuing energy that I, I talk about in my introduction to the show, but rather the beingness. And how do we express the beingness of who we are without the label, without the, the, the need to um, identify with a certain thing? This is the this is the harmony I think that we're working towards the balance that we're that we're working towards, right? Because all of us have labels. I am Ranchel. That is an identification, right? The words the word Ranchel has an identity to it, right? I am a mother, identity, right? I am a daughter, identity. I am a sister, identity. I am a reverend in metaphysics, identity. I am a sacred business coach, a commerce coach, identity. We do that so our brain can wrap around the situation, the thing, so we can categorize it whether we know it or don't know it. Like that's really what we're doing, right? Is it's like, oh, I know what that is, right? I know what being a business owner is. I know what an entrepreneur is. Oh, I know what a name is. Oh, I can identify being a mom, identify being with a daughter. So we're out there looking to self-identify, to raise our hands, to say, hey, who else belongs in this category? Who else belongs here? And it's really because we're striving and looking towards to be to belong. We're looking for, some people would say, our tribe, our community. And so we use language sometimes ineffectively to try to communicate the essence, right? The vibration of who we are as we look for other people to commune with, right? And so the danger in bringing a past story right into your present moment is, do you still want to identify with that past story, right? Do you still want to identify? I don't want to identify as a 16-year-old. You know, she was great, right? And I still don't want to identify with her. I don't want to identify with the 20-year-old. I don't want to identify with the 42-year-old. I'm thinking of different, like, epic moments in my life, different stories that I have, right? I want to identify in my present moment today as the I amness of who I am, like, like the connection to divine source energy. And maybe perhaps you feel like that too, that you just want to be in your present moment and identify with who you are in this present moment. And how do you do that? You become present. You become present. You listen to your breath. 
Put your hands on your belly and feel your breath. You deep breathe. You become aware of your body. You settle into your body. You hear the silence. Can you hear the silence? Or is there ringing? Right? Some of us will hear ringing in the silence. Can you sense the silence? Can you sense the air that you're breathing? Can you sense the things you're surrounded by? Right? If you're listening to me, you can't see that behind me I have two um, brown lazy boy chairs behind me, two leather chairs. If I closed my eyes, I could sense the energy of the chairs. If you're wearing clothes, can you sense the energy? Right? If you're wearing jewelry, I'm wearing jewelry today. Can you sense the energy of the jewelry? Not the weight, although you could even do that. Can you sense the weight of your clothes, the weight of your jewelry? Are you wearing makeup? Can you sense the makeup, the energy of the makeup? So how we get out of our roles and our stories is to be so very present, to be so very present in the moment. And the challenge as the human species is to be present and take action in the present moment. Because a lot of times what happens is you take you, you're present and then you take action and you start worrying about the past or worrying about how this action is going to affect your future. So then you're not really present, right? You're future pacing or you're in your past. Can you be present and work on the thing in the present? That's the challenge of the mind, of the human species, really. It's because we, and we, and we, Praise and we bless how intelligent we are. Are we praise and bless if we can figure shit out? Right? And the more we try to use our mind and only our mind, because it's about, again, it's the harmony. We, we, we require both mind, body, spirit. The more you just try to use your mind, the further and further away you get from your connection to divine source energy. The further and further you get from some from a scientific perspective, the further, the more difficult it is to create something from the formless substance to the form because you're not in your present moment. You're worried about your future, so you send out particles of worry. You have regret from your past or guilt or shame from your past. And so the particles of energy that you send out, packets of energy, I'm simplifying it, is sending out worry, doubt, fear obstruction you're sending out obstruction after obstruction after obstruction when what you could be sending out if you get into your present moment is what you desire what you're meant to be to do to have and you have access to that only in your present moment you'll only have access to that in your present moment when you're in body mind and spirit And so we have this opportunity then to be aware of the stories that we have and the roles that we've that we've played in the past, be in our present moment, and we can decide then what story do we want to create? What do we want to manifest? We can create a new story, right? From a scientific perspective, whether you use your imagination 
or you create the are you um experiencing the thing the real thing in the real time in this time or place your the wiring of your brain the waves of your brain activity are the same so whether you imagined it or you're experiencing it your brain doesn't know the difference it's energy so why don't you send out what you desire to the quantum now that's a possibility that you don't know what you desire that you're unclear or that you're beliefs are that you can't have what you desire that you're not wanting to work really really hard for more money that was mine when I had all the curves I wanted more money and there was no way that I could work any harder I was working myself almost to death and so I wanted more money I did I wanted more revenue I wanted more financial success but I couldn't wrap my head around it because I was working so damn hard and maybe you can relate to that you know, are you sick and tired of working that hard? Do you need to work that hard? Our our programming, our conditioning tells us yes. That we must work hard. And maybe perhaps you're ready to let that story go. And if you are, right, and you want to know how, please feel free. You know, reach out to me. I'm easy to find on all the social media channels or most of the social media channels. Ranchell, R-A-N-C-H-E-L-L-E, right? Perhaps maybe you want more direction, right? And if you do, I have a morning call you can join as a gift, uh, ranchellvanbrice.com backslash daily, ranchellvanbrice.com backslash daily. And so you're more than welcome to join me there. All right. As we settle into our body here and we go to our next break, I really just want you to be, if you can, I mean, be safe, but be present. Tap into and settle into your heart, like the heart um, gut connection. And I'll see you in a moment of time as we go to our next break. Thank you so much for joining me here on Inspired Choices Network. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. All right, everyone, welcome back. So as I shared before, um, one of the breaks or just one after, after the breaks, I pulled some cards from the uh, Kuan Yin Oracle card. And this is really funny because this card that I pulled was actually pulled for a client of mine this week. And it, and I shuffled the deck and it popped out. So my cards jump out. When I do Oracle card readings, um, they jump out at me. I prefer it that way. I ask Divine to do that. And so Divine responds with a hell yes, Ranchelle. I'll do that for you. And so it's the Lotus Throne is the card today. The Lotus Throne. And it says there are times on the, on the path that we can greatly benefit from assistance from others. In fact, these times are almost always 
A true spiritual master, teacher, guru, guide, or healer has the same role to connect you with conscious awareness to your own inner light so that you may come to realize the spiritual power, authority, and beauty that you are in truth is the same spiritual power, authority, and beauty that you may see and honor in them. Sometimes we might need an external guide to help us make that connection. Sometimes we are closer to our own divine wisdom than we consciously realize, and yet we fall into a habit of believing that others may know more of what is good or true for us than we do ourselves. Sometimes out of habit and conditioning, it's just easier to see the divine light in others within our own heart. This oracle has come to you to guide you to trust that your own inner teacher is growing stronger, that you have more spiritual wisdom that you may have previously acknowledged, and that you will benefit greatly from heeding your own heart's guidance at the time. Right? And I love this card because it, it really talks about there is um, within us is our own spiritual guidance, right? Our own lighthouse, right? And we often search outside of ourselves for the affirmation of the thing that we're looking for. And my experience over the last couple of years has been, I can search for a guide to help me access what's within me. But the guide, the, the spiritual guide, isn't going to give me something that I don't have within me. And that's the difference, right? You are already aligned. You're already perfect the way that you are. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not fucking up your life. Sorry for those of you who don't know me. Once in a while, an F-bomb comes out. You're not making any mistakes. You can't mess this up. You have decisions and choices, and they're based in unconscious and subconscious beliefs. They're based in your conditioning 100%. All of our decisions and choices are influenced by different things, are influenced by, in this particular case, we're talking about your story. Right? And so if you're seeking out guidance, my recommendation um, is to be in awareness that your guide is there to guide you, but but to not look for somebody who's going to save you or give you something that you don't already have access to it. And you might not know how to access it. You might not have the skill set like in sales and marketing. It's a skill set. <clears throat> but you, you have what you need. You just may need that, that, that guidance. So that message resonates with you. Then please feel free to reach out to me. And perhaps if I can't be your guide, I am connected to a lot of incredible people, both men and women, who would be happy to uh, to be of assistance, to be your mentor, to be your guide, to be your healer, to be your coach, whatever it is that you need. How do you know? How do you know that you might need guidance is if you feel like you're doing all, all the things correctly and you don't have the results. That's how I know, you know. Um, I feel like there's so many things that I'm doing correctly, but I don't quite have the result. And so I seek out a guide to guide me, to help me assess what's, where's my mindset? Where's my thinking, right? My guides, my coaches don't tell me what to do, right? They're, that's not what, that's not their purpose. Even in coaching, you know, I coach way differently. I'm a radically different coach. Because I believe you have the answers. My my responsibility as your coach is just to ask certain questions so that what you intuitively know comes out of your mouth, right? 
And so what story are you telling yourself right now about seeking out guidance or about, yeah, uh, the message is about seeking out guidance. Are you telling yourself that um, you know everything, that's a dangerous place to be, oh, I know all of that? Well, if you're not quite where you want to be, then there's something missing. There's a gap, right? Um, are you telling your story, the story that you don't have the time, uh, that no one can help you, that no one understands you, that you don't have the money? What story are you telling yourself now in this moment that we're conversing? Because I know I'm conversing with a whole bunch of you, even if you're listening to the replay, right? Your energy is present with me in this moment of time. What are you telling yourself about that, right? Do you have difficulty in receiving and that's why you feel like you can't go out and seek out mentorship or guidance? Or do you believe that you, there's a strong, there's a strong energy of um, no one can help me because I know what I'm doing. And that can be, that can be, a, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but that can be a dangerous place. Especially if you're not experiencing the epic life that you desire to manifest, that means there's a gap of, of knowledge somewhere, not a misalignment. You're completely aligned to what you're manifesting, right? And so for those of you who are seeking and searching, be clear. Uh, the message I'm receiving on your behalf is be clear about what you're looking for. Because the thing that you're looking for actually isn't the thing you're looking for. So you're 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 thinking you believe you're looking for a let's say, and really um, the question is what's the truth in that? Because what you're seeking is below the a or above the a. It's not quite there. So you're looking for this, and really what you're seeking for and searching for is something different. But you need to recognize what that different is in order for you to find the person, the guide to assist you, right? Or the tool, it doesn't have to be a person, but the tool to assist you. So just take a moment and pause and ask yourself, what am I truly seeking? What is the truth in this? And then listen, listen for the guidance, right? Ask for a sign. The other day I asked for a sign in something, literally, I was like, okay, if I meant to do this, I need you to give me a sign and it needs to be so apparent. And I was in going into my meditation and I opened up my YouTube and in popped a brand new video and started playing, which it doesn't normally. And it says, this is your sign. So signs are available to you. Thanks everyone for joining me. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.